enough to put you down Seem like every way you turn Is like a hard wind coming down Enough to leave me Enough to leave me here I know the room is empty now I can almost feel you near What am I supposed to do With my afternoon? No, I won't see you soon What can you say to me To ease my heart in pain Could you send a ray of light To come down and dry the rain again Listening to Inside Out with Turner and Seth. And we got a good one this episode. We're going to have an opportunity to shine a light on some of the folks doing the best work for the music community right now, right, Seth? That's right. It includes Positive Legacy, Backline, Sweet Relief, and Conscious Alliance. Four wonderful nonprofit organizations that uh, come from and live within the music community but help and extend their help out and you know it's in our interest as a podcast to shine a light on them but in the interests of osiris media in general and we are a proud member of osiris media and seth has been listening to uh some cool stuff right you, you're digging the eric krasno podcast well i mean he's talking to some of the some of some of the folks that we love and and he's they know him so well that uh, it's, it's a very intimate uh, chat, uh, but lots of love out there. Uh, he's bust pumping these out. So, um, it, you know, that's new if you're interested. Also, for those, I mean, you know, listen, there's a lot of today's Tuesday. So it's a little fish on my mind. Go back to the uh, after midnight if you haven't listened to that yet. I, I enjoyed that deep dive into the whole uh, 2000 um, Big Cypress. So if you haven't done that, check it out if you got the time, which I, I'm guessing most of you have the time. Fish has been doing us right. They've been dropping some really strong shows. They gave us a Trey Ghost in the Forest uh, show. Uh, Trey has been pumping out, you know, songs here and there. And uh, and the band <laughs> released the studio album. So, I mean, God bless Fish. I did email them or Twitter them or whatever today uh, requesting uh, a video of a Trey orchestral performance. That would really... Hmm. Jimmy, my shimmy. Jimmy, my shimmy. Hey. Well, we don't want to take too much of your time, but uh, let's, uh, let's jump right into this episode. Rob, what do you say? Well, if I could give a quick shout out, we, we carefully selected music. Um, you want to do a quick shout out? Shout out. Okay, hold on. Ba-da-da-da! The music you hear in this episode will be from Billy Strings and the new Master Sounds and their previous guests. Billy Strings himself, episode 67. And the new Master Sounds, Pete Shand, episode 88. Check it out. Eddie Roberts episode 61 and simon allen episode 15 we end the episode with a fresh Humphreys mcgee song and oh my gosh we've got plenty of Humphreys mcgee but i'll point out three uh episode 96 ryan stasek episode 95 ben factor what a great story seth he went from an audio engineering student 
to the lighting designer of Humphreys McGee in about two years. That is a great story. That's episode 95. And Tweener J with Kevin Browning. Don't sleep on that one. Talks about anchor drops. That was when the reissue was going out and he dropped a bunch of tidbits of information on us. Go ahead, Seth. I just want to let everyone know uh, for all those episodes and more, please just dive into insideoutwtns.com, insideoutwtns.com. There's a link there to all of our episodes. We're almost at 100. We're nearing 100. Uh, while there, you can sign up for our newsletter. And then please, and we know we ask you often and probably don't ask you enough. What am I going to say, Rob? Review the show. Go to, go to iTunes and give us a five-star review. It helps out. We're not, uh, we're not backed by you know, live nation or anything. We can use every little bit, you know, and we don't, neither of us are big names. So if you enjoy the show, please give us a positive review. It helps people find the show. So uh, thank you all. Thanks for listening, everyone. Rob, it's good to see you here virtually. I like this distance we have from each other. Uh, that's great. <laughs> but uh, I love, I love the distance from you, but great job lining up these interviews. Uh, that was all Seth arranging this episode. And uh, to me, just like uh, our mental health episode also, Seth, although I was part of the initial idea with Seth, but wow, you put that all together. And I think that these are two of our, two of our mo most prideful episodes, should I say? So right mm. on. Well, you, thank you very much. It comes from a place of love. And you know, I wouldn't be your auctioneer if I uh, didn't uh, support nonprofits, would I? Because I you do love doing that. You can't spell auctioneer without altruism. Executive Vice President of the Sweet Relief Musicians Fund, a company that's been around for over 25 years, goes back to Victoria Williams. She formed it many years ago, but we have here Eric Steinberg, who's been with them for over a decade. Welcome. Thanks, guys. Nice to be here. Well, it's nice that it, I'd say it's nice to be here, but we're all everywhere. But most importantly, it's nice the work that you're doing, and it's so needed right now. So I want to start off by saying thank you for all the work you all are doing. Yeah, thanks. It's uh, It's been... Uh, overwhelming, as you can imagine, um, but also gratifying. Strange mix of emotions we're all experiencing here uh, on the front lines. But, um, you know, we're helping a lot of people, so it feels good. Well, I'm trying to tell people, I have friends who are, you know, starting to get real depressed and stuff like that. And I'm trying to tell them, reach out and help others. It's going to cheer you up. It's going to help people and it's going to, you know, help you get through this as well. Wouldn't you agree? Yeah, that's good advice. I think uh, being of service. Uh, it's certainly a good way to get out of your own head and uh, stop thinking about yourself for a few minutes. Good idea. So if you could bring us all, our listeners up to speed, let's, um, without getting too much detail, let everyone know kind of what the organization was doing before COVID and how things have shifted with it. Sure. Yeah, that's a good question, Seth. So typically what Sweet Relief does is we help musicians who are overwhelmed by medical bills and we step in and we help pay for some bills for them and uh, we pay third parties directly, landlords, hospitals, uh, pharmacies, we send food cards. Um, and that's a nice feature that uh, donors like because they know their money is going to the right place. It's going to pay for vital living expenses for uh, musicians and music industry folks who really need it. Uh, so when this COVID crisis hit, we foresaw the need in early March. We started the COVID-19 fund 
And the major difference is that you don't have to be ill or have a medical condition to qualify for help uh, through our COVID fund. You just have to be uh, earning at least half of your income from the music business and show us proof of cancellations, uh, which, you know, basically everybody has. The tour industry is gone um, for the time being and a lot of incomes went with it. And uh, so you just show us that proof of financial need. And um, that's basically the only criteria you need to qualify uh, for one of our grants. We've received over 5,000 applications for assistance. Uh, we're, once you meet the criteria, we're running on a first come first serve basis. So we're trying to get through as many as we can as quickly as we can, but it's, uh, it's a process. And um, if you're listening and you've applied, thank you for your patience. Um, we are uh, doing our best to keep up. Do you factor in at all the extent to which they are getting assistance from other organizations? And also if someone gets shut out of one, they're maybe a little more likely to be helped out by another? Uh, we don't. We don't. You're eligible as soon as you meet those criteria. And after that, it's first come, first serve. We don't do any uh, value judgments beyond that. Okay. Now talk about the, uh, did you have a podcast event just this past uh, weekend? Uh, part of that? It was a, yeah, we did. We had a podcast marathon event. We had a lot of events last weekend. One of them was also a big uh, YouTube um, festival that lasted for three days and raised over $50,000 for the charity, oh, which wow. is amazing. Uh, it was called Room Service by the guys who run um, the Nation's network of channels on YouTube and uh, some other partners that came together and uh, did a fantastic job. This is the second show they've done for us. The first one, uh, which was also in uh, partnership with a company called Proximity, uh, raised about two fifty for the charity, 250000 for the charity. So you can imagine the amount of people we're able to help from those shows. It's been, it's been amazing, the, the support we're getting from the music community. And now speaking of shows, you guys were the first one, right as uh, the first uh, stay at home came, came out. I mean, you and Ben Baruch uh, launched the, I think it was, you were involved with that launching, right? Uh, but the um, live from out there. Yeah. Yeah. Ben and uh, Dave uh, Gianni over there. Uh, with 11.11 management. With 11.11. We're certainly fast actors. Um, those guys know how to jump on an opportunity and they looped us in and it's been just a great, it seems to get better week after week. Uh, we're really grateful to them for, for uh, making us a part of their programming. It's like I said, it's, it's overwhelming the amount of support we're getting and, and people really, you know, kind of to your point, Dan, people really want to step up and they want to be able to do something. And sometimes uh, they don't know exactly what to do. Um, I encourage all those people to reach out to us. We've got lots of different ways uh, that you can help. And um, yeah, you know, I know the music community isn't the only community suffering, but of course that's what we do here. That's what we've been doing, as you said, for a long, long time. And uh, we'll keep doing it, man. We'll keep doing it. Yeah. And I think the music community is one that's going to be, I mean, listen, the, the restaurants are going to open up way before the clubs are going to open up and, and music, a lot of, I mean, geez, the, the musicians from all different levels, but the, but it's not just the musicians, it's the crew. It's, it's, it's everyone. Right. Right. We uh, are very much aware of that. Um, we help. We it used to be, we just helped career musicians and a couple of years mm -hmm. ago we decided to open it up and, we sort of quietly opened it up to music industry professionals because we were getting applications from, you know, venue workers and crew guys, and production managers, even agents and managers. And, and now all those people have been uh, completely devastated. So I'm glad we did that then and we still do it now. Um, and the applications we're getting, like I said, are from, from 
every job you can imagine uh, in the industry that, that plays live music. Uh, it's now, touched us all. Have you paused your, your other account, so to say? So if you were working with medical bills and all that, uh, is that still going on? And, and yeah. now all this? So that, are, you, are you staffing up in then? Or is it we, just your... <laughs> we've staffed up. We, ha- we have a lot of volunteers, too, that we've, uh, we've put to good use. Um, we have added some additional staff to help us process applications, especially. Um, and we do have the, you know, the other big segment of what we do is our designated artist funds. Will we start a fund for a specific artist that has a community around them that uh, we can tap into and begin to provide more of a complete solution for that person as opposed to kind of a one and done uh, grant right. situation. So Rob, that'd be like the Jeff Austin. Uh, sure. Exactly. Which, and Seth went out there and that was a, an amazing show I heard. Yeah. Yeah, that, that, that was incredible. Yeah, it was good. I, I'm sorry I met Seth for the first time. It was really, really fun. Again, one of those moments where you see, what was it, 6,000 people coming together to support uh, Jeff's family. It was really moving. And I heard they Brennan- thought it would only be they thought it would only be two thousand people. They had to move it <laughs> sold out yeah. so fast. I mean, <laughs> yeah. that's got to feel good when that happens, you know. Oh, amazing! Yeah. And Brendan Bayless did quite well too, right? Yeah, yeah, it's terrific. So if you go, folks, if you go to sweetrelief.org, you can donate very easily. And as Eric was just saying, you can donate specifically to the to the fund, as he said, the designated artist fund. There's a general fund. There's a mental health fund. There's a COVID fund. Uh, regional genre funds too. New Orleans people might want to know about that. Hmm. And um, so these are all, do you find most people are donating to the general fund or do you find people do prefer to be specific with their donations on, uh, in, on balance? Yeah, on balance. And firstly, I think I called you Dan earlier. Sorry about that, Rob. Um, close enough, close enough for jazz. Sorry. <laughs> Three letters. Close enough for jazz, right? Uh, right now <laughs> it's almost exclusively the uh, COVID-19 fund that everyone wants to help. Um, we do get a steady stream of donations for the uh, general fund, but the, the regional funds are very popular too. People like to help people in their own communities, which is why we created those uh, some years ago. And uh, they, they were very useful. Um, another little tool I want to mention, if you're an artist out there, we have a sort of become your own fundraiser tool where you can start a peer-to-peer campaign by our platform and, and raise money for yourself through your community uh, very simply and easily. Um, I know everyone's trying to figure out uh, the best path forward right now and, and try to try to keep the bills paid in these uncertain times. So that's another little tool that people can use. On your website, I noticed so you have you have the peer-to-peer, which is awesome and all these options, but you're also people can also start their own fundraising efforts on your behalf. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. People can start one to, to help Sweet Relief out or like I just said, to help themselves out. Um, in a way, they're doing both if they're very successful because the kind of agreement that we have with people who start their own fundraisers is once you've hit. So let me back up for a second. Our grants right now are $400. Uh, that's the number we came up with that we thought would make a difference and still be able to help you know a lot of people. So if you do your own peer-to-peer fundraiser, uh, everything up to $400 is exclusively for you. And after you hit that 400, 20% of whatever you raise goes to help other musicians who are. Who oh, that's are awesome. Yeah. Yeah. yeah thanks. Fantastic. Good way of doing it. Thank you. Now, like I alluded to earlier, <clears throat> Victoria Williams, and there was a, I believe there was a compilation CD called Sweet Relief. And that was the precursor to all this. But yes. Pearl, Pearl Jam fans, if you know the, uh, the song, uh, drink a bottle, take it down, pass it around. That's Victoria Williams. That was, they did that on this record. Is she at all, has she come back to the organization at all with the COVID? And is she, in, 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 you know, in touch with you guys at all? 
Yeah, Vic never left. She's uh, oh really? I didn't person. Oh, yep. wonderful. Yep, she's been on the board. She's still on the board, and uh, we're in touch with her consistently. She's uh, she's incredible, man. You know, I won't go through the whole story of how Sweet Relief has started. You mentioned that uh, you know Victoria started it. She started it. The quick story is she was going on tour with Neil Young, and she started getting symptoms of what turned out to be uh, MS. Um, so she had a lot of friends in the community, including uh, Lou Reed, like you said, Pearl Jam, uh, Lucinda Williams, and a lot of incredible folks came together to create this album that raised uh, my favorite Victoria quote, more money than she needed. So <laughs> That's a nice thing to have. She took it all. She put it in a fund to help other musicians who didn't have, you know, Lou Reed and Pearl Jam uh, making albums for them. And, uh, you know, we've been doing it ever since. So, yeah, she's, she stayed with the charity. She lives out in Joshua Tree. She's still making music, making new music, playing shows uh, every once in a while. And, uh, yeah, she's still very much, she's part of the work. And are there, have you seen anything in the music world that gives you hope that um, things could be getting getting underway again soon. I noticed here in Georgia, David Wilcox just booked a show in J- July 9th in a very small room. So it does seem like July is the very, very earliest people are booking shows, at least in the, in Georgia, where I guess anything goes in Georgia. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's got a varying state to state, it seems. Um, yeah. You know, I don't know, man. I, like our governor here in California is uh, pretty strict. We had a bunch of people going to the beach this past weekend and uh, Mr. Newsom, uh wasn't too happy about it i it's it's hard to say i i i'm seeing both like what you mentioned uh rob and then there's also people canceling shows that were happening mm-hmm. in late summer uh still uh, every day still waiting fish we're still waiting <laughs> <laughs> you know one thing that's interesting i noticed rob uh, I, w- I wore a mask today and i was thinking about this I think it's going to be really good for dental hygiene because I think people are going to start really brushing their teeth a lot more because they're going to have to deal with smelling their own breaths. <laughs> <laughs> you got really loud again, by the way, Seth. Uh, sorry about that. I, I, went, I went like that, so it's my bad. <laughs> You're making a point. It was good. You're making so. a point. Um, well, one of the questions we've been asking everyone uh, that's been on the show lately is what is your go-to dish to cook on your own during this? Because, you know, most people aren't go- obviously going out. Maybe you're doing takeout, but we're cooking a lot. So what's, what's, what's cooking at your place? What's your go-to? Well, that's a good question. I, got, I have a two-year-old son, and uh, so he's here with me now. That's why I'm sort of creepily whispering because he's in the other room taking a nap. So <laughs> all my work is done between like 12 and 2 every day. Um, I understand. But, uh, <laughs> you know, I make a lot of, uh, he loves sandwiches. We make a lot of sandwiches. I'm lucky my wife has a cousin in the meat business, sent us a bunch of meat. I got a freezer full of it. We're good there. Um, nice. And uh, Cheerios. He loves the Cheerios, keeping it simple. So, right. um, yeah, meat for dinner, Cheerios and sandwiches during the day. I'm Kellogg's with the red berries. That's my thing. That's my go to. Yeah. Oh, berries are a big one. Yeah. Oh, Blueberries yeah. and strawberries. And what about in your immediate neighborhood? Are people observing the the stay in place? Are you are you are you pretty happy with your neighbors? And uh, no, no, not happy with them at all. I'm not. They're they're not observing it. I, I have a lot of dogs in my neighborhood, so people are just walking dogs uh, constantly. It's a steady stream walking past on the sidewalk of dog walkers, which makes me like afraid to you know set foot on the sidewalk. And uh, not many people are wearing masks. Um, I was telling you that all these people flooded to the beaches. We drove through Laguna Beach. And so, yes, maybe they're keeping six feet away from each other on the beach, but 
on the way to the beach, it's like a three-foot sidewalk right. that everyone's walking by on, uh, maskless. So, you know, people are kind of taking it at varying degrees of seriousness, I guess. We're on the serious side, you know. I'm on the side. Of, I got the little guy here, and, um, you know, I'm fortunate that I'm able to work at home. Uh, so I'm incredibly busy, as you guys can imagine. And uh, so we're taking it seriously, and we're, we're not leaving too much. But um, the neighbors think otherwise, for sure. How about you guys? Are your, are your neighbors doing the mask thing and staying inside? Where I walk my dog, you can uh, – you can keep distance it's no problem i did notice yesterday at the baseball fields where i walked the dog there were a lot more people playing baseball and it oh, used, yeah. to, used to be just little families and that the, yesterday i was out there there were, it seems like they think that because governor kemp says get back to work that that they interpreted as that there's no more no longer a problem when even though i'm not a big fan of governor kemp he is making it clear that the danger is still there okay and people don't all seem to be hearing that yeah uh, for me, I'd rather get it done with. Let's just put it behind us instead of running the risk of prolonging it uh, even more. And and yeah. who knows what the ramifications will be once we do get the green light. Are people really going to be willing to go to a packed show? Um, you know, like like you were saying, I think earlier, Seth, our industry, I think it's going to be hit a little bit longer than most. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. It's it's been interesting though. Just uh, I'm no I'm in no rush to go back out. I've I found comfort in my solitude and uh i mean the weather's been great i go for a lot i'm going for runs almost every other day and uh and and there i'm seeing a lot more like rob you know when you run through an area where there's like a park or something it's like more people are getting out there and 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 intermingling and stuff and okay good good for them but that's i'm not I don't have to do that so therefore i'm not going to put myself or any of my friends at risk and i and that's just my take which is odd because Seth is a much more social person than I am, but I turns out I'm the one who's missing the social interaction more than he is. He's enjoying the solitude, maybe because I generally have the solitude more than you do. And maybe I don't know. I don't know. I it's mean, a weird phenomenon. Sure, I must be. I miss like this is my event season, so I miss like being on stage. I miss warm hugs. You know, I miss I miss awful, the festivals and awful and, puns. No, I still have those. It's just it's internal, you know. Um, but anyway, enough about me. Um, I got a good go question. On. What about people who are listening in who really want to help but don't have the financial means to do so? What are some non-money uh, oriented ways they could help out? Well, you can, uh, you know, sign up for our newsletter, share about Sweet Relief on your Facebook pages, on your Instagram, on your socials. Uh, let people know, you know, we have merch. Uh, okay, so basically shared people who uh, might be able to help us uh, financially is, is, is one great way to do it. Um, watch the live streams that we are uh, a part of. Um, most of them are free and just by watching them and showing up, uh, you know, it helps the artists who are playing them. It helps, it helps us maybe get sponsors for the next one. Like, Hey, look how many eyeballs, you know, it, it just uh, kind of staying a part of the ecosystem and uh, keeping up with, with what we're doing liking our stuff on social media, sharing it as much as you can. Yes. Um, yeah, it's hard. You know, I feel, I always feel a little bit of a twinge when I'm uh, asking people to die. I always qualify it like, hey, donate if you can. You know, I understand it's, uh, it's and, hard times and, for everybody. And if you can, can be $18. You know, it can be, instead of sure. buying that bottle of wine for $12 tonight, I like the 18 but obviously, you know. Uh, so, you know I'm a $12 bottle you, guy. I'm a $12 bottle guy. If you, if you guy. could give a little bit, it's like your grant, you said it's 400 450 What was it? Yeah, 400 
So 400. Well, if a couple people do that, that's one person that, that is getting that grant. So it really does add up. And, and that's a message I really want to get across to our listeners that it really does add up. If you watch the, if you watch a stream and you can afford to kick in a couple bucks, do it because the money's going to go to the musicians. It's going to go to the people that need it. Yeah, no, that's a good point. And I'll just, uh, mentioned that a hundred percent of the money goes to the people who need it sweet relief is taking no admin from the COVID fund uh dollars that are raised our admins paid through other funds so every single dollar that comes in goes directly out to a music industry pro who's desperately needs it yeah that's fantastic well yeah, rob any, any closing questions rob well just big thanks to you Big thanks to uh, Victoria for starting this. Of course, Bill Bennett was uh, referenced earlier. He is the president. And all the folks who work with you, Brittany, Tatiano, is it Shay Gomez or Shai? Yeah, Shay. Shay, right. everybody. Thank, thank you. you. This is just, I'm as awful of a time as this is, I'm more proud of the music community than I've ever been. And I'm over 50 years old. I've been a fan since I was very young. And this is just a great time in the middle of an awful, awful pandemic. I just... Very proud of the community and the work of people like yourself. Thank you, Rob. Yeah, I'm very, very proud and pleased uh, of the community and how, how we've all come together. Um, I appreciate you having me, and uh, yeah. I wish you guys the best. Stay safe. Yeah, stay come, safe. We'll see you again, I hope. Yeah, right. come sit down with us in Atlanta sometime. We'll do it longer. Well, I'd love to. Thanks. We'll learn more. We'll learn, learn more about like how you spell your name. We'll find out the story behind it. <laughs> right, sounds good. <laughs> Take care. Later, guys. She lived on a curve in the road In an old tar paper shack On the south side of the town On the wrong side of the tracks Sometimes on the way into town We'd say, Mama, can we stop and give her a ride? Sometimes we did, but her hands flew from her side While I'd crazy Mary Co-founder of Level and Backline, former employee with the Global Citizen Concert, one of the one of the uppers, up, upper echelon folks in there as well, the wonderful Hillary Gleason. Hello, Hillary. Hi, how are you? Doing great. Seth, say hi. I'm, I am. I'm just that's how I'm responding to everyone these days. How am I? I am. I am. 
A backline, real quick, is a, um, a resource group that's to support um, musicians and the folks that work with them uh, in times of need for whatever uh, sort of mental health or whatever issues that they're having. And it was uh, formed out of, in response to some of our awful, you know, tragedies we had in the music world last summer, particularly Neil Casals. And, uh, but now, Hillary, with the changing events with the challenges our world are faced now you uh you have uh, shifted a little bit is that correct that's correct um we were planning to go out and do a lot of workshops at festivals and management companies and things like that this summer um obviously none of which is going to be happening so we have moved everything that we can offer over to a virtual space um offering support groups breath work yoga, meditation, um, basically viewing this time at home as an opportunity to learn new practices and enhance skill sets that can better your mental health and wellness in the long term. Are some of these folks folks who haven't d previously done yoga or meditation? Yep, we have a lot of newbies joining us for breath work and meditation. Um, I couldn't tell you exactly about yoga, but I'm one of those people that just does it like once a year. And so I'm trying to spend some more focused time doing it um, now that I have a lot of time on my hands at home. So I think other people probably feel the same way. And are people, uh, do they have to pay to do this or it's completely free? Everything that we do is completely free. So we want to make it accessible to everyone. Um, and as you can imagine, the music industry right now is pretty strapped financially. So we wanna make sure that we can make these programs accessible to people, no matter what their financial situation is. And on the funding, no, go ahead, Rob. Go, go ahead. Seth. So on the funding side, uh, what are you guys doing primarily for your fundraising right now? Uh, we are crowdfunding. We have artists that are doing virtual benefit concerts. Uh, we have other artists that are using their live stream to show some attention to us. We have people across the music industry and fans that give what they can when they can. Um, so kind of all over the place. Um, but obviously we were looking to raise some money through events um, like many people. And so we're having to shift that as well now too. Mm -hmm. um, but we know that the work that we're doing is more important now than ever. And our supporters have seemed to step up and recognize that as well. So we are very fortunate and very grateful that people are giving to Backline when they can. And I, uh, you know, we all have concern for the musicians, of course. I've been a huge fan of music forever. But again, the folks who work for them, the crew members, um, you know, they can't go online and teach lessons and get new revenue sources. Are, are you hearing from a lot of crew members? We are. Um, we are helping to direct people to our partners over at Music Cares and Sweet Relief and Newport Festivals Foundation that have grants that they're giving out to not just musicians, but crew members. Um, all of our free programming is accessible to crew members. Um, and then we have some ways set up that artists can actually gain revenue um, through ticket sales and some other mediums. And so a lot of artists are doing that on behalf of their crew so that they sort of recognize that it's harder for a crew member to raise money during this time for themselves. And so they are definitely spreading the wealth when you are tipping an artist. I can almost guarantee that you're also tipping people in their team and helping to take care of their family. 
That's awesome. I want to make it, for people who are maybe a little self-conscious about reaching out and asking, you can go right on the website. You don't even have to call. You can go on the website, fill out a form, and then generally how long does it take for them to hear back? You hear back right away with a list of times that you can schedule with a case manager. So you can oftentimes get on the phone with them that week. And then the case manager is the one who does the referencing. Oh, this is an organization that can help you with this, this organization with that. Yep. So the case manager will do an assessment of what your needs are, what you've tried before, where you live, if you need to be able to access these services while you're out on the road, stuff like that. Um, and then they provide you with a list of resources of things that are actually you're eligible for or you should check out because it's in your area. Um, so that additional step and that customized list of resources, I think, is a huge, huge help to people who are just getting started on their mental health journey. Yeah. And to overcome that first hump, I mean, the stigma of, of people getting help, how's that yes. how, how are you approaching that and, and are you seeing a change? We have had over 200 people reach out for help um, through our case management program. Um, we are seeing more and more people talk about this openly on social media. Um, there are a lot of people who have shared their stories with us that we've posted on the website and on social media in an attempt to break the stigma. Um, I think one of the things that's coming out of this strange time at home is that a lot of people are recognizing and talking about mental health struggles more than ever before. Um, it, to me, it feels like if you've never struggled with it, you might just struggle with it by the end of this time. So yes. I think more people are talking about it and being open about it. Yeah, definitely. I, I, I can see that as well. Um, and it's also kind of interesting is that I was talking to a friend of mine the other day and She's like, she pointed out how a lot of people, including myself, are more in, introverts than we realize. So, you know, there's a lot of us that can, that are enjoying this, like being home. Like I've been on the road forever and now I'm home. And I just realized yesterday that between my ex-wife's house, the liquor store and going for runs, those are the only places I've been outside of my apartment and totally comfortable. Are you so doing all right, Hillary, with all this? Personally? I am. Um, I, uh, I swing between extrovert and introvert um, and need about equal parts of both. Um, and so there have definitely been times that are harder than others, I'm not getting that extrovert fix, but I'm working really hard on my garden, which I haven't really had the opportunity to do in years past because I like Seth them out on the road often. <laughs> Um, and I did manage to get a little live music fix the other day. We did a, we biked over to Kellen Acebroke's house from Fruition and got a socially distanced couple songs out of him. So nice. I'm feeling really good this week because live music is really important to my mental health. <laughs> if I may, um, I watched the John Prine tribute and uh, he did Paradise and was in Paradise, Kentucky when he did so. I thought that was maybe the highlight of the whole thing for me. Mm. But anyway, let's make it clear how to donate because, folks, this is a great one of the many great organizations to donate to. Just to be clear, what's the easiest way to donate to Backline? www.backline.care slash donate. And I think, Seth, any other questions? Um, yeah, what has been your go-to dinner through quarantine? Um, I found a recipe for 
turmeric black pepper chicken on New York Times cooking and it is a knockout. Um, and also you can substitute all sorts of items in it and they say that in the recipe. So I think it's quarantine appropriate. All right. Well, listen, um, one last thank personal you. question, oh, go ahead, if go I ahead. may. Yeah. You were living in Brooklyn and you ended up working for Global Citizen. Just real quick, how did that connection get made? Who, who, was, your, um, who was your entree into that world? Uh, my friend, Ange, um, Anjali Ramasunder, and she introduced me to them um, or sent me a job description. Um, and I got hired in the summer of 2013. So I did a couple months on the road before that, just sort of my post-college sabbatical, went to California for the first time, went to New Orleans for the first time and decided to move back to New York. And um, that was an amazing job to have. I was there for several years and made some of my closest friends. Um, they are a highly productive, creative, amazing group of people that are really passionate about using music to create change. And that's something that I've carried with me into my company level and now backline. And so it's uh, one of the most important parts of my life thus far. And I'm very grateful for everything that they do. You have an amazing track record already, even though you're very, very young. Do you have a favorite memory from the Global Citizen concerts? Um, I have a lot of favorite memories from there, but I went on a trip to India with them, um, with Chris Martin from Coldplay and Coldplay is huge in India, but they've never been there before. And Chris decided he wanted to do a pop-up show at a bar. Um, and I played security guard, tour manager, all of those things. And as soon as he started playing Viva La Vida, the girl next to me just hit the floor. She fainted um, because she couldn't believe it so that is very high up there but I have a ton of great memories seeing Beyonce and Eddie Vedder sing Redemption Song um, over uh, some spoken word by Nelson Mandela on oh. video was just amazing it's on YouTube you can look it up I would really suggest that one will do yeah well listen thanks so much for your time thanks for what you do uh, I know that you know the last year was was really rough, like Rob said, on, on our music scene and community. And it's amazing what you've and Backline have been able to help and create. Uh, unfortunately, it's probably a long, a strong, hard road ahead of us. Uh, uh, but thankfully, you all are established and, it's, and just keep on doing what you're doing and keep letting us know so we can plug away and share what you've got going on. But thank you for what you do. Yeah, I'm concerned thank for the music industry and it gives, it's very, very heartening to know that folks like you are doing what you're doing. So thank you so much. And thanks for your time right here. Thank you so much for having me and for all your support through this. Uh, I know we're going to get through it together. Indeed. We'll be uh, drinking margaritas, listening to live music again sometime soon. Live music strong. Can't wait. All right. Take care. Thank you. You too. Bye. I always make my way trying to be the best that I can be. So we are now joined 
by Justin Levy with Conscious Alliance. Now, those of you are probably familiar with Conscious Alliance, but if you're not, they're known as art that feeds. They are, as they say, a movement of artists, musicians, food makers, and music lovers on a mission to end hunger in undeserved communities nationwide. Now, that's what they've been doing and are doing, but right now, they have started a co they started a uh, campaign, a COVID-19 response fund, and it's amazing to see the traction on this. They're right under $40,000 as of this minute that they've raised in the last, what, like week and a half, two weeks, um, and uh, it's an incredible thing. So, Justin, how are you? I'm doing great today. Just hanging out at home. Thanks for your time. <laughs> and he's in Boulder, Rob. Surrounded by mountains that protect him from bad weather. That's right. We've got some, uh, it's about 65 today. I'll take it. Ooh. So it's spring. You guys go like this time of year it goes from like, like it's got to be confusing. Like when you wake up and it's winter. Yeah. Last week uh, we got 14 inches of snow. <laughs> so. Wow. So Justin, what we, we're asking a lot of uh, organizations like yourself, what is going on? How have things shifted or as you know, the buzzword, of course, pivot, how have you guys pivoted to respond to, this crisis right now, how are things different, et cetera? Can you fill everyone in? What's going on with Conscious Alliance? Yeah, Conscious Alliance is doing um, what we do every day, which is move food from where it is and get it into the hands of folks who don't have it. Um, so really, this is what we're built for as an organization. This is what we do every day of the year. What's different about it is just the complete increased need of folks needing food assistance. So you have the kiddos who um, were on the free and reduced breakfast lunch program at schools, um, you know, and that's kind of our target demo is to make sure kids have food on the weekends and at night when they go home. Now, all of a sudden uh, you have that, you know, there's that next layer of, of folks who were working 40 hours a week, um, you know, they, and now they're out of jobs. So it adds to the people needing food assistance. You've got gig workers, uh, the music industry, restaurant workers, so many industries affected um, by the current situation. And so again, just adding to uh, the sheer number of people needing food assistance. So it, it has put more pressure on the organization, but also our community continues to step up, support our efforts and you know, last month in March, we provided over 320,000 meals to those in need. That's amazing. Where are you finding the surpluses now? So that's really interesting as well. Conscious Alliance is well positioned within the natural food world. Um, we continually gather uh, large amounts of donations, um, product that, you know, is perfectly great it might uh, maybe the brand went through a rebrand um, maybe they're discontinuing a product uh, just to create another skew so we're moving product by the semi load um, again from from warehouses and into the hands of kids but what we're seeing now is that there's more of a demand uh, on the brand because more people are going to the grocery store so um, someone like myself I'm a terrible cook and now I'm at home cooking 100% of my meals. So, um, and then there's, again, just more pressure on the grocery store. There's more pressure on the brands to get product to the grocery store. Um, and then there's more pressure on the trucking companies 
to move that product. So there is um, a little bit of a, you know, there's a little bit of a pain point on a lot of industries here um, to make it happen. But one of the really exciting things is that the brands that we've been working with are continuing to show up for Conscious Alliance and the communities we serve. And also restaurants are stepping up. We're working with Arcana Restaurant in Boulder to provide uh, families meals um, every week. So fresh meals cooked by the restaurant um, that we are able to get into the hands of families who need it. Excellent. That's amazing. And to be able to do a lot of that, it takes fundraising. And many of our listeners are going to be familiar with Conscious Alliance from dropping food, uh, canned goods off at your booth at a festival and getting a poster in exchange uh, for that. Uh, but that's just part of it. Um, what are you guys doing for fundraising right now? What's your And, and folks, you can go to ConsciousAlliance.org slash COVID-19 to make a donation. I'll start by saying that. Thank you, Seth. Yeah, it's really important, you know, um, Every dollar that we raise provides two meals. So, um, you know, and again, that's uh, because of our wonderful network and the alliance that supports the organization. Uh, in addition to uh, just continuing our work, which is driving donations, we're also teaming up with Live Lesson Masters to do uh, live stream shows. Last week we had a concert with Trevor Hall. Last night we had a concert with David Phipps of STS9. And so what So these are private concerts. How many people can attend them? Is it unlimited? It's um, around um, three to 400 people can attend them. Is and there any sort of communication between the fan and the artist or it's just a straight up show? Like there's no like talking, it, right? Every, uh, both have been a little bit different, but there is that sort of um, really authentic connection with the artists because they're in their living room uh, performing. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Trevor did a, a lot of like answering questions or like scrolling through the room uh, just to see what people are up to, you know. And uh-huh. so you're getting a, a look into the artist's life and um, we're just really, we feel really lucky to have the support of so many musicians, so many artists, so many people in the community to continue to make this happen and, and allow us to step up to meet the need. I'm sure Rob's going to ask you when Joel's going to do one of those. So uh, <laughs> he's a big Humphreys fan, if you don't know. <laughs> uh, what, what other mechanisms are you doing for fundraising? Uh, didn't you um, had an online auction recently? We have an online auction going uh, right now with uh, the artist Tanache from Rock Nation. And, um, you know, we have our art that feeds posters that folks can go and grab a poster from a show that maybe they were at and, um, you know, missed our poster. Uh, And again, you know, we have a lot of one-time donations coming in. We have folks, uh, we have companies like Justin's Peanut Butter stepping up to the plate to make donations. We have, just so many, we put out an email last week because we had so many different just community organized uh, activities for Conscious Alliance. There's a candle brand that's donating a percentage. We have a chocolate brand that's donating a percentage. Copella's uh, gluten-free pizza and pasta company is donating $10 per online order. And, you know, it's overwhelming and amazing just to see the Conscious Alliance community step up again to help us meet the need and, and make sure that kiddos and families are fed. And I'm sure it's also a challenge to do the actual delivering of the food without putting anyone at risk. Absolutely. We have very strict uh, procedures in place to keep our team, you know, 
healthy and, and, you know, it's our top priority to keep our team healthy and the, the folks that we serve. So uh, we have a lot of distancing in place. We have a, a lot of procedure in place to make sure um, that we're able to do our work, but again, not put anyone at risk during it. And you're keeping your staff healthy too. Is it right that you guys have a weekly uh, stretch class or what, what goes on over there with Conscious Alliance? Uh, Conscious Alliance does work out Wednesdays. It's a super fun uh, thing. When we were in the office, we would leave the office and go to a different workout place that one of our staff loved, just try out different stuff. Um, and now we're doing uh, Zoom workouts every week. A staff member picks the workout and uh, it's just an opportunity for us to you know, stay connected while not together and, and, you know, make sure that we're taking care of ourselves so that we can take care of others. How appropriate, because Wednesdays are also we're Wednesdays and he's become like the Jack LaLanne of the jam band scene, has he not? <laughs> uh, so now what, what about, um, so you, you for, your board's stacked with people in the music industry and, and then you've also have like musicians that have been supportive to, to Conscious Alliance for years. Do you find that people are coming directly to you with ideas and suggestions and ways to help or are they kind of right now got to worry about themselves? I think everybody's stepping up to the plate and, and we're, um, we're really lucky to have an open communication with the community on, on how to support our efforts and how to support the artist at the same time. You know, I think mm -hmm. that uh, something that we hear over and over and over again is, you know, we're all in this together, right? Um, and it's true. We, we are all in this together and we will, uh, you know, it's an, it's an opportunity to step up, to reach out and to support one another. Right. Now, yeah. And that's something that's interesting about Conscious Alliance. I'll, I'll say like right now we've got these different nonprofits here on our episode, but um, when you look at Conscious Alliance, you've been part, Conscious Alliance has been partnering with other nonprofit organizations for years. I mean, just, I mean, even with the recently with Jeff Austin and Sweet Relief, uh, the concert, you guys were a part of that. I mean, you've been, you're there and a part of a lot of different uh, organ, working with the other organizations. And are you finding that there's a lot more communication right now between organizations? We've always taken the standpoint that um, it's not a competition, that there's room for all of us uh, within this. And, and, and we're proud to partner with other organizations to make amazing things happen and support the community. I mean, Conscious Science has, you know, we're all supportive, supportive of Headcount and Positive Legacy and Backline and Sweet Relief. And again, there's enough room for all of us. And when we put our heads together, when we put our hearts together, that's when we're going to solve the world's problems. And that's why we're able to do what we do today is because it's all about collaboration and it's all about being a conscious alliance. And, and looking at like one of your biggest events, uh, which is Electric Forest, I'm curious to know when you look at, I mean, you guys grew such a thing with Electric Forest. I'll let you talk a little bit about what you were able to accomplish in the years. And with Electric Forest being canceled this year, I'm curious how, how you can still help uh, and make an impact there. Yeah, Electric Forest, you know, we... Um, and that's Rothbury, Michigan, folks. Yeah, we, Conscious Alliance, um, hosted a food drive at both Rothbury uh, music festivals. And I believe it's nine years that we've been hosting food drives at Electric Forest. This would have been year 10. Um, and together we've been able to provide over 200,000 meals for the community. 
We work really closely with Dolores Price and her family who um, own the property that many of the campers stay on. But Dolores also runs the food pantry for the community. And so for me and for our staff, when we go to Rothbury, it's like going home to see family. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm sad that um, we won't be able to be there for Electric Forest, but I know our entire staff is looking at how can we continue to support the Rothbury community um, even without being there uh, for Electric Forest. The last few years, we've teamed up with uh, Tito's Vodka and um, been able to send, um, I think, two semi-loads of food outside of festival season to the Rothbury community. And, you know, while we're shelter in place here in Colorado, we're looking at, you know, what are the communities that uh, are near and dear to our heart? And, and we can't forget about those folks and, and we won't. And so we're trying to figure out how to get food to Rothbury. We also work really closely. Um, and the first place we ever donated food, Pine Ridge Reservation in South Dakota. It's the most economically isolated community in the country. Um, 40,000 of Lala Lakota live there and there's only one grocery store. So Right. And the, the houses are pretty spaced apart, right? Like from each other or no? Pine Ridge is the same size as Connecticut with one grocery store. So, oh my gosh. Um, you know, they are, the communities are spread out um, since uh, the COVID-19 started. We've been able to send uh, two semi-loads of food to Pine Ridge and it's been offloaded and distributed through our community partners on the reservation. So, um, you know, again, even though we're shelter in place, we're really looking at who are the communities and and what are our communities, where are our families, you know, and how can we support them? How's that, how's that community dealing with the COVID? Is it, uh, have they been low cases or are they a, a hotspot? The, uh, the Native uh, you know, Americans. Pine Ridge specifically um, had its first case of COVID-19 within just the last two weeks. Um, and, and they've done a wonderful job of, uh, you know, supporting their community through that, making sure that folks have the resources needed um, and, and working with organizations like Conscious Alliance to meet the need of the community. Um, first of all, I want to say I'm about to buy some vodka and it was great to hear that about Tito's. I will buy Tito's. But my question is, um, say there's someone out there listening who is aware of a hunger need that maybe you guys are not, uh, and they, they're curious uh, whether or not you are and they want to bring it to your attention. What's the best way to do so? Yeah, so, um, you know, anyone can contact us through our website. Um, a lot of the communications we've been putting out, it's, you know, if you can help, uh, please give today. And if you need help, please ask. Uh, we also have a resource of um, hunger relief organizations around the country that we're pointing to, uh, pointing folks to if they're in need of help at this time as well. Is there a difference between a food bank and a food pantry? It's a great question. Um, a lot of times it has to do with the size of the um, organization, right? Food bank first, food pantry. Um, Feeding America is a great network of food banks in the country that they also support food pantries. And you have um, folks uh, like Convoy of Hope who just an amazing organization working to get food and resources to folks here in the U.S. and um, 
around the world. And again, it's about teaming up with everybody to, to make it happen. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you so much for the work that you're doing. You know, we got to help each other in these times. And you, you, you are at the, uh, you're at the front end of the ship for doing that. Well, thank you so much. And I, again, just really proud of uh, our team, our staff, our community for um, making this all possible and appreciate the opportunity to share our work to help amplify our impact. So thank you. Give some of yeah, your thanks, superstars. Joe. Let's wait, wait. Hold on. What was that, Rob? Give some of the superstars on your team a shout out, if you would. Yeah, we've got, I mean, I don't want to leave anyone out. We've got our entire staff that's working around the clock to make this happen. Uh, loading trucks, delivering food. We've got all the schools that we work with who are on the front lines, making sure that they're reaching out to their kiddos and their families. You know, we've, we've got all the folks at the food pantries, our artists and our musicians who um, continue to support our work, even though uh, there's no uh, gatherings. You know, we've got artists stepping up, creating posters. We've got musicians stepping up for fundraising. And it's just a wonderful thing. So one final question. You, you mentioned you're not a good cook, so okay. I'm not going to hold, hold that against you. But out of curiosity, what's your go-to dish during quarantine? Grilled cheese. <laughs> Rob's been making omelets at 2 in the morning. On Periscope. Nice, nice. Um, my two go-to meals are um, a cheeseburger from Arcana Restaurant in Boulder. And a steak from Black Belly Restaurant in Boulder. <laughs> There's home-cooked meals. <laughs> Great take recipe. Takeout, huh? Do they set up little tables and everything out front? They, uh, they have set up delivery. It's pretty amazing. And I feel uh, really lucky that our friends in the uh, restaurant industry are helping to keep me fed. <laughs> <laughs> right on. All right. Well, thanks so much for your time and what you're doing. Uh, keep up the great work and we'll, uh, and as always keep letting us know what's going on so we can let our listeners know what's going on and they can go to conscious Dot org. Right? Yeah. You're doing and God's you work, to- my man. Bless you. Thank you guys. Close the blinds, don't let the light come pouring in Wondering if you've grown too tired of all my ways Well, I still have your love, I'm counting the days I'm counting the days I'm counting the days that I the silence comes and all the laughter fades Well I still have your love I'm counting the days Well Rob, joining us is Kristen Summerswagger, uh, the executive director of Positive Legacy. And for those of you that are, aren't familiar with Positive Legacy, obviously you don't listen to our show uh, <laughs> because we mention them often uh, as I happen to be the vice president of uh, the board there. So um, very connected with Positive Legacy and glad to have you here. Uh, Positive Legacy's mission is to integrate music and service to benefit people 
and the environment. Uh, most of you are probably familiar with, with Positive Legacy if you've ever been on a Cloud9 adventure such as Jam Cruise, Strings and Soul, Panic and Apply, etc. cetera, uh, as they are a partner organization and they do a lot of different types of days of service and all sorts of amazing things uh, at all the resorts and places that that we go. Uh, Positive Legacy coordinates environmental and humanitarian service projects fueled by the power of music. And I can go on and on about that. But Kristen, welcome. Thanks for having me. <clears throat> you and your organization are two of the bright lights in this, in this music world, I got to say. Thank you. Yeah, we're grateful to have the opportunity to try and, um, you know, use this as an opportunity to pivot and still continue to support those in need through um, the power of music. And so that's, so Rob, just to bring you up to speed and our listeners, uh, Positive Legacy, yes, they've done things like uh, help the, uh, build a water filtration system in the Dominican Republic, and they've uh, put money and, and resources and human energy into the turtle sanctuary in Cancun, right outside of Cancun and Tulum area. Uh, but they've pivoted, also like she said. If I may add, in the Yucatan, you've done some great work as well, right? Yeah, yeah. We've been working over the last decade, um, a lot of projects going on in um, the Yucatan, uh, throughout the Caribbean as well, uh, Haiti and the health clinic um, in Labadee is a huge um, beneficiary of Positive Legacy funds. Um, but yeah, as of lately, we've been uh, shifting our focus and our need to more domestic projects. Um, you know, throughout the years, we have supported a lot of U.S.-based organizations like Trees, Water, and People and um, their local efforts. But since COVID-19 has taken over um, our world, but especially our country, um, we're definitely utilizing all of the, the resources we have right now to support the local industry of music event workers and um, give support to where it's needed here at home. So right now, Rob, there's a COVID-19 relief fund that Positive Legacy started, which is helping those who make live music events happen. Uh, and they've, uh, the applications uh, got, they got flooded with applications. Yeah. Uh, but tell us a little bit about what that is, Kristen, and um, just, yeah, about the, what, where this is all going. Yeah, definitely. So Positive Legacy launched our covid relief funds, and we are um, matching up to $10,000 for this first round of uh, funding to give back to industry workers that apply. Um, so these are folks that are out of jobs due to events and gatherings being canceled and um, trying to just give people a little bit of support. Uh, we're giving out $250 micro grants to uh, each of the applicants that qualify. You know, this can get people groceries for a couple weeks and really show them a little bit of support in this time where everybody's feeling really strapped for income and just, you know, un the unknown of um, when they're going to be back to work. So a lot of different folks apply here. Um, you know, it's your production crew workers, um, artist relations, hospitality, runners, um, you know, anyone behind the scenes that's helping to make music and events happen uh we want to give them some support and these are the people that are working gig to gig i mean they're these are the folks that they can't i mean maybe i don't think they can apply for unemployment because they're just literally gig to gig and their whole most all of them so their summers were completely booked i mean just from festival to festival and and now they're not only out of work but yeah i mean the well is dry and they, it's not like they have any a lot of money sitting in the bank you know what i mean rob 
Yes, and I received a great email from, from you today, and not you specifically, but you, you did write a nice little addendum to it in which you told us that you're partnering with Cloud9 to release some music and other original content to help raise funds. Is that true? We are, yeah. Last week we uh, rolled out with a uh, throwback Thursday lettuce show from uh, Jam Cruise 9, and um, we've got a lot of different content in store. We've been focusing on um, building some comedy and a little different um, efforts aside from the live shows as well, just because we feel like people want to laugh right now and be entertained. So uh, hopefully people are uh, entertained and liking what they see and can use that to incentivize to, to give back to the fundraiser here. <clears throat> Excellent. How did the first one go? Did you get good feedback from folks? Yeah, get some- we, um, we just launched on Thursday and um, we've raised $4,000 so far. So pretty good and initial out the gate, but um, lots of room to, to still grow and support um, our, you know, big net of um, folks in need. So that's right. And keep in mind, Rob, that $4,000 is matched. So that's $8,000. Nice. nice. $8 becomes $2. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm, I, now, I mean, I'm sure you notice this as well, but I'm completely overwhelmed with the amount of generosity I'm seeing from our, my, at least my friend base. Uh, but online, I see every day someone's posting something about another organization, such as Positive Legacy, uh, asking for, for a contribution. And contributions are coming in at all different levels. So it's, a, you know, someone might say, well, what's $6? But you know what? It adds, it adds up. up. It adds up. Same thing like voting. Go out, vote. Your vote means something. Your $1 you send to one of these organizations means something. Send something. It really does. Yeah, no matter the size of a donation, it definitely all adds up. And we know everyone is going through something right now. But if, you know, a lot of people maybe aren't necessarily out of work, you know, if this is a time where you can give and show, show that love, um, it's definitely going into good hands. And yeah, we um, appreciate any support and have definitely been feeling the love. I feel like now is a time where, um, you know, across the country, people are coming together. And um, even though we're all stuck in our, you know, homes and can't interact, we have the platforms to do that virtually, whether that's through music or, um, yeah, giving back to even a stranger that really appreciates that support. <clears throat> Where are you now and how do you feel your local leaders and uh, local fellow citizens are doing with, uh, with regard to respecting and, uh, to, you know, getting through this nightmare? Sure. Um, I'm in Denver, Colorado. We've been um, on home quarantine for five, over five weeks now. And um, it's been, you know, very well respected, I think. Um, luckily, we live in a place where we can still um, get outdoors and use that as an outlet to, to stay sane. So definitely grateful for that. Um, you know, you have the option to solo hike or bike or, um, a lot of people walking dogs right now. (laughs) Yeah. That's my, that's the center of my day every day. It's like, I think my dogs are kind of sick of me. (laughs) (laughs) Well, then you one dog just had hip replacement too, right? We did. Yeah. We're just been laying low, recovering together on that front. (laughs) It's just, she's just dragging him on the snow. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we know you don't have much time. We got a couple more things. How, how are you guys doing at maintaining your regular work when you have this whole new giant need uh, that the people who 
make you able to do your regular work are now the ones in need. How, how are you dealing? You called it a pivot. Um, but uh, how do you maintain what you're normally doing when you have this huge elephant in the room? Great question, Rob. Yeah, you know, I think just like everyone else, we're taking it, you know, a day and a week at a time. Um, this is the immediate need that we're seeing to serve our community and show support to um, our music industry family that cannot um, have a way to create income right now. I should say, you know, we chose to focus on the, the crew um, as a priority. And once we re reach this first fundraising goal, we hope, and hope to open up our, um, our give back to musicians and other folks that are within the industry. But we chose to start with the crew because a lot of them don't have an outlet to uh, employ. I know it's also challenging for musicians right now, but at least they can put their music up there and, you know, have that talent to, to share still remotely. You mean um, artist relations can't go out there and just like start moving coolers on the video and like raise money. Maybe that's, a, very, that should be added to the show. <laughs> very specialized skill set that, um, you know, people have been working years on and um, it's a definitely, you know, refined skill and, you know, not a lot of other opportunities right now to plug into other industries, even if um, folks were trying to do that. So I um, so wanted to start with the crew. And I think just taking it day by day, you know, we see this need right now, this is the way we can give back. And then, you know, as we hopefully get through um, COVID and these struggles as we know it, um, we can go back to funding other programs. But, you know, we're very uh, needs-based organization. So whatever the, the need is going to be, we're going to focus on that task at hand um, and then can hopefully go back to funding our other beneficiaries that have, you know, taken our support over the last decade. When you and look- Rob, for, go, oh, ahead. go ahead. Go ahead. I was to let everyone know if you're interested, uh, please be sure to check out positivelegacy.com for more information about all of the work that's been done, that is happening to make a donation, et cetera. And also to check out the gorgeous new logo and color scheme. <laughs> yep. Our uh, rebranding came right before, um, right before the COVID campaign launched. So we're excited to brighten things up and um, yeah, just continue to keep using music to be that platform that elevates humans and, um, and the environment. I find when, uh, when I, as I'm going through this, I have moments of great hope, little things that I notice or things that happen that provide me hope that we will get through this. Do you have any of those and would you share any with us? I do, you know, just like everyone, I've kind of gone up and down, but um, I think just launching this campaign last week was the, the biggest spark of hope that, that I had to see that overwhelming support of um, people wanting to contribute and, you know, understanding what we're accomplishing here um, felt really great. And um, yeah, I'm hopeful for all of us communicating and supporting each other through this because, um, you know, it's might be a long ride ahead of us. And if we take it day by day and we're here for one another, we'll um, continue to, to make it through. And uh, one question we've been asking everyone and we have to ask you as well is what's we your go-to dish? <laughs> yes, we must. What is your go-to dish during quarantine? What's your go-to dish to make? Um, I've been relying heavy on um, uh, veggie curry. Um, Seth, I think we talked about this already, but, um, yeah, heavy on the rice, the tofu and throw all the veggies in there. 
some sauce and keeps me going. Hope to have yeah. leftovers for lunch. <laughs> Most importantly, when you do the tofu, do you use cornstarch? Hmm. I don't, um, but I That's have. A, been you got to. That's how you make it nice and crispy. <laughs> Putting her on the spot, Seth. Hey, that's my job. I'll try that tonight. <laughs> you know, there's so many great things about all these various destination music events. But to me, the greatest is that positive legacy came out of them. It is just a, such a great organization. I'm not as affiliated as Seth is, but I have had the opportunity to work on your behalf and been, been, been very proud that I have. And I just wish you all the luck and say thank you so much on behalf of the entire music community. Oh, you know, that, for your it, support. Yeah, we um, are blessed to have been able to work through a platform of destination events to give back to communities of um, lower income and, and in need of that support. And, you know, I think we're super grateful to be growing and expanding to support all of the communities across America right now. Um, I think it's a natural progression and we're just grateful to um, have a platform and a community that can support us to, to really make an impact in people's lives. And we want to have positive legacies individually and collectively. You too can leave your own positive legacy. Yes. <laughs> All right. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you guys. I hope you have a great rest of your day and uh, please take care. And if you're ever in Atlanta, we'll sit down and do a full career re retrospective, more like our normal uh, lengthy conversational interviews. I look forward to traveling and seeing you guys hopefully in the near future. <laughs> Doors are locked.